guess who it is? It's Taylor, but I'm also extremely excited because today I have my sister, Ashley. You want to say something? Hey, guys. So today's setup's a little different because we're actually sitting on our bed and um, we're holding our microphone in our hands. So I'm hoping I won't listen back to this and think we really should have gone with a tabletop, but... Right now, we're just going with the flow, and you know what? It's giving me a lot of freedom. I'm holding up the microphone in my hand. I feel like I'm a stand-up comedian. I have an audience in front of me. They're going wild, but here comes the tomatoes, and I knew they were coming. (laughs) That was Ashley laughing. Wow. Can we just take a moment to realize half the things I do is just to get a laugh, and only a quarter time it comes. So, Ashley, can I have you hold the microphone and just say hello while I get my notes? Hello, everybody. I hope you are doing amazing right now. Today we're talking about a very good, interesting topic that I, for one, have struggled with my whole life. And it back. <laughs> okay. Okay, guys, I'm really excited. Um, so, yes, this is going to be the first episode in our five-part series called That Is Not My Job. And Can yet, I do it in the camera? Sure. That is not my job, okay, honey? Okay, tell me why they're, <laughs> they're going to have an extremely huge noise spike. It's going to be like, <laughs> going from you. Okay. Um, wee-woo, wee-woo. Okay, let's pause and recoup. Okay, we're back from that extremely detrimental um, dinosaur attack. So, yes, this is going to be the first part in our five-part mini-series in this second season of our podcast. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> I leave that in? I don't think so. Okay, guys, this is just a little side note. Sometimes whenever I have a brain fart, I make fart noises, which now that I'm saying that out loud, I'm really thinking maybe I shouldn't keep it in. Um, Hopefully it'll make people laugh, but I promise I do have a little level of decorum. It just uh, uh, tends to not be there when I'm really relaxed. Um, so anyways, so we're really excited to have you back on this podcast episode. Now, if you heard us go crazy on that is not my job, it's because we used to watch Drake and Josh as a kid and, uh, Josh's boss would always say that in a very sassy attitude to him and we love it. It's just iconic for us now. It's nostalgic. So when we figured that we wanted to do the series, we thought that it would just be absolutely perfect. So let's dive into deeper. What exactly we mean by that is not my job. And this mini series, we're going to try to focus around having just genuine conversations about things that we struggle with putting upon ourselves, even though we know that we shouldn't. Every episode, we're going to talk about what the problem is and what the solution is, or in other words, what isn't our job and what actually is. So I hope I didn't just confuse you guys with this extremely long intro. And so for that, I'm just going to tell you exactly what the five topics are going to be and which one is going to be on our discussion board for today. So let's just say this in succession, everyone. Not my job versus my job. 
it is not my job to fix or save people. It's my job to love people. It's not my job to be liked. It's my job to be authentic. It's not my job to do it all. It's my job just to take the next step. It's not my job to please everyone. It's my job to speak truth. It's not my job to hold it to all together. It's my job to give it to God. So today we're going to be talking about the highly anticipated, it is not my job to fix or save people, it's my job to love people. Now, why don't I just start off by saying that we can relate to this and I will hand the mic over to Ashley, one, because I've been hogging it for the first five minutes, but also because I think we have a testimony coming on. Am I right? Not a testimony, but... You know what I'm saying. It's not my job to fix or change people. And many days I live with the mentality that, yes, I have to fix and change the people in my life. And I think this is partly due to my personality, which is um, a one on the Enneagram for those of you who don't know what the Enneagram is or don't like the Enneagram, I'm very sorry, but Basically, I'm getting on a tangent. Basically, I'm a perfectionist. I'm kind of, I can, at my worst moments, I can be like a Pharisee in the Bible, someone who's just really strict and judgmental. And so, and since I have really high standards that I put on myself, I will put those same standards on other people along with if someone's not meeting my standards, which all this sounds very terrible. I'm being extremely vulnerable with you guys right now. But if 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 they don't meet my standards, I will want to fix them or change them. And I think it's a natural inclination for us to want to change people because it, at the end of the day, we want people to be like us. Like a lot of times I get angry or frustrated at, at my sister or my dad or my mom or somebody in my life. I'm frustrated that they're not conforming to my standards, that they're not being the way I think they should be instead of just letting it go. And first of all, realizing A, they're not going to be like me because they're not me. And B, if it's a sin they're doing or something that I feel is convicting me, but not them. I can say something lovingly, but leave it at that. When in reality, a lot of times I, girl, it just boils in me. It boils. And that is my testimony. I, you know, I think I've come a long way with it, but you know, you always need somebody else to tell you how you're doing or else you don't know. I mean, that's why we need each other. So I try, I really do try to love people through a gospel lens, but I obviously fail at it every day. I need God's grace, and so that is my testimony. Mm -hmm. Mike, Passover. Now, for me, I feel like I tend to be more on the opposite spectrum of Ashley. I'm a nine on the Enneagram, and I feel like I just am more laid back in nature, I'm not really one to throw advice upon someone unless they specifically ask me to, and then maybe I will go into full-blown counselor mode. Um, But typically, I kind of just let people figure out their own way in life, although I will say 
I do feel burdened with anxiety when I see people aren't following Christ and I do want to change or fix them. And a specific time that comes to my mind is when one of my Christian friends was going through a rough patch of um, just hard times in her life. And she was making decisions that I thought were poor decisions and they were decisions that were destructive and she was coming to me with a burden of depression and anxiety and sadness and distance from God and she was just pouring her heart out to me and the thing is she didn't ask me for advice but I was just chucking upon chucking advice at her. I was like telling her what she needed to do. I was like you need to get help like all these things and I just remember her like blowing up at me saying like you need to stop giving me advice because you don't know what I'm going through you're not going to understand what I'm going through and when I came to you with all those things it was coming to you because I trusted you and I feel like you're trying to change me without even knowing what I'm actually going through and I remember her saying that I was feeling really misunderstood but also later came to come with conviction because I realized that that was just one of the people in my life out of a lot of people who I feel like I want to change. Even if I am not deliberately trying to make them change, I on the inside want them to change. I want them to be different. I want them to be walking in accordance with the Lord in the same place that I am, even if they aren't, which I want to, oh, I want to pass the mic over to Ashley. She's got her hand reaching out. What do you say, please? Please. Okay, I'm just kidding. You can totally have it. I was just going to say to that, that and it, it's not, oh gosh, I want to say, oh, it, it's not wrong to see someone living a life of sin in a life that is turned away from God and want them to turn their life, want to see repentance in them, want them to be living in freedom. That is not wrong at all. In fact, I'd encourage that. But you, but what, what needs to flow from that want is not a striving in a you in your own strength try to go and change that person. We can't change anybody. It has to be you turning turn to the Lord and saying, God, I notice that this person's turned away from you. Help them. Please, God, help them turn back. And not only just saying that, but also say, God, in what ways am I turned away from you? Because you might be, there might be a plank in your eye and you might be seeing, okay, they're I see they're completely turned away from God, but what, in what ways am I turned away from God and do I need to fix things and work on things and turn back to the Lord myself? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know what? I don't want to go too long in this podcast without ringing up some truth in the word. Now, Ashley has not seen this passage yet, but I'm going to be reading this off of a page um, called Arizona Christian Counseling. I don't know if they have a lot of great articles, but this is a good article, and so I wanted to go off of it and just share it. Uh, obviously, Ashley is current is a current Moody student. 
I wouldn't say she's a Bible scholar, but I will say that she's had more adequate Bible training than 99% of us. So I will be coming to her just to see, you know, what she thinks about this passage um, in, in terms of is it interpreted correctly? Um, I also don't want to throw this on you for you to know everything about everything in the Bible. But I also will say that I read this and I thought it was very interesting. So here it goes. Galatians 6, 1 through 5. Paul says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. What is Paul saying here? He encourages the Galatians to carry each other's burdens, but also that each one should carry their own load. How is this possible? Aren't they the same thing? Not necessarily. In their book, Boundaries, Henry Cloud and John Townsend shed some light on the differences between load and burden. The Greek word for burden means excess burden, or burdens that are so heavy, they weigh us down. These burdens are like boulders. They can crush us. We shouldn't be expected to carry a boulder by ourselves. It would break our backs. We need the help of those Okay, we need help with the boulders, those times of crisis and tragedy in our lives. In contrast, the Greek word for load means cargo, or the burden of daily toil. This word describes the everyday things we all need to do. These loads are like knapsacks. Knapsacks are possible to carry. We are expected to carry our own. We can help be supportive, but we're not called to fix other people's problems or to take responsibility for them. Paul is emphasizing our need for love and personal responsibility. So when I read that and tried to connect it to the theme of we're not expected to fix each other's problems, it kind of started to make sense for me because... The problems that I see a lot of times in my other friends' lives are not tragedy problems. They aren't problems that they need someone to come help carry them underneath. A lot of times it's little things that I'm nitpicking or like I'm sifting through the, through their lifestyles and I'm being annoyed in my own flesh of the way that they're living and I'm being convicted for their sins and I want them to change these different things. Those are their daily burdens. Those are things that they know that they're struggling with and that they're trying to go through with the help of God. And sometimes I do push my way in in trying to fix those problems. But apparently to this article, what they were saying when they went back into the Greek words is that there is a difference between helping somebody carry a boulder that's a load that they need help with versus you needing to take care of your own daily actions and that isn't your job to go into somebody else's life and try to fix their minuscule problems. What do you say to that? 
Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, I think that these larger burdens, I mean, obviously I haven't read and studied the passage, but I could picture these larger burdens being like the death of of someone in their family or um, major, illness. major illness, things like that. And you want to come alongside someone and broken heart, someone having a broken heart coming alongside them and just helping them through that. But the other little things, we're all only human and we can't carry everybody's minuscule burdens. It would just overwhelm us. I mean, we each have our own loads to carry each day. Um... And so, yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that. And I really like what that says because sometimes we do have to say no and and it's not selfish. Sometimes we do have to say, you know, I would love to help you or I'd love to talk on the phone with you for two hours, but I can't. I can't right now. I have to carry the burdens in my day. And that's something that I struggle with. And you know what, you saying that is actually making me think now of the opposite spectrum of there are sometimes situations where there are certain people who want to come to their friends with their everyday burdens um, that aren't tragedies, that aren't boulders, but the little things and will always come to people to try to fix their problems and it actually becomes an issue where it's hard for the other person because they're acting as a counselor to their friends and as a listening ear. Um, And almost the other person, if the cycle continues, the other person is almost coming to them to be God for them. And what you say is so real because I've had people like that in my life where They would just come to me, talk the entire time in the conversation and only about their problems. And then I have a lot of friends who also have, quote, friends, unquote, who come to them and and drain them and tell them all their burdens. And, And you're right. That is the opposite. Instead of being someone who wants to fix everyone's problems, you can be someone who goes to somebody else to fix all your problems. And I think the core root of all this is like ultimately turning back to God. Like if you're someone who 
goes to somebody else to fix all your problems to ultimately come back to the Lord and say, God, like, give me faith. Help me to trust you. Help me to turn to you for these things. Like, also asking yourself, why am I not turning to God? And a lot of times I think the answer to that is, or the the answer to why you're not turning to God is because you don't have faith and you're not trusting that God can carry these things for you. Cast your burden on the Lord. The Bible says that. And he wants to carry it for us. And then the other side of the spectrum of wanting to change everybody, which is me, which is totally a pride issue. You have to come to God for that as well. Because in our own fleshly, prideful nature, we can't change these things about us. I mean, just recently, me and Taylor have been fighting like none other. And (laughs) we've been, been, well, we've been doing better, I think, than we have in the past. But, and I just realized after reflecting that, first of all, I wasn't taking action steps to be proactive, to pray about it and to turn away, to repent and to turn away. Second of all, I wasn't, I wasn't living in a gospel center mindset. So I refocused my mind on the gospel which the gospel is about lay your life down for somebody else because that's what Jesus did for us. And that's helped me immensely. And and that's why I think part of the reason why we haven't been fighting these last few days we've been doing better is because I think a huge 90% of the problem was me. And I'm saying that because I was being very stubborn and prideful and I wasn't living in a gospel-centered humility. And, and look, it was only by the Lord's strength that I turned to Him. And it was only by the Lord's strength that something changed these last few days. And it, it, it was the gospel of Jesus Christ, I can tell you that. And you know what? I think that there is a lot of pride issues on both sides of the person trying to fix the other person's problem. But also the other person living in sin because the thing about the person trying to fix it is they are looking at the speck in the other person's eye and they want to change it because of their own pride issues. They can't handle seeing another person's sin, so they need to fix it um, because that's what's going to make them feel better. Just like how when Ashley sees me going astray, she wants to fix it because she can't, she doesn't want to see me go the wrong way. It's like seeing, it's like her going the wrong way if she watches me do it and doesn't say anything about it. But it's also the other person who, if they're a believer, they're, they're going to be convicted about the sins in their life. That's what the Holy Spirit does. If somebody's sinning, they know what they're doing is wrong. They know what they're doing is turning from the Lord um, they know what they're doing is not honoring, and they they they're doing it because they want to satisfy themselves in the desires of their moment. And so both people are not ultimately surrendering their issues on their heart over to the Lord, because somebody who wants to fix somebody's problems or somebody who is perfectionistic can ultimately open their hands up to the Lord and say. Father, I've tried to give them godly advice and they aren't taking it. So now I'm just going to pray for them because ultimately in the end, the other person giving them uh, the other person's problem over to God is just an act of surrender in their own life. It's honoring to God for them, 
but it's also doing their friend more favors than anything just to be praying for them and bringing it to the Lord instead of trying to talk to them out of it. Because I don't know if you guys have ever tried to talk to somebody out of sinning or going down the wrong path, but it a nine times out of 10 ends up in the relationship being faltered because the other person feels judged and the other person ends up leaving feeling just like a bully, even though what they were doing was out of a good place in their heart. They feel like, Oh no, I was being too legalistic. Um, but then that goes on the, the point of actually there could be some truth behind that because there's a, a lot of times when we can get in this focus of spiritual performance instead of having our focus on Christ. And this is an issue that a lot of believers have down the road of their faith is somewhere, somehow in the mix up of their relationship and living in church community, things start to go around spiritual performance And that causes you to have anxiety over other people you see faltering away from the Lord and you want to fix it. You know what I'm saying? No? No spiritual performance? Yes, I get what you're saying. (laughs) No, I get what you're saying with spiritual performance. I feel misunderstood. (laughs) I get what you're saying with spiritual performance. You become kind of haughty in your walk with God and it makes you it makes you get anxiety over other people falling away because you're living as a Pharisee you have a tally mark of good and bad and when you see other people racking up bad tally marks you want to fix it I mean I mostly do that with my think about the Pharisees bringing that lady over to Jesus yes I mostly do that with my family members But I could see me doing that also with, like, small group members, maybe. But it honestly doesn't even have to be. I mean, what even if it's just in your head. Yeah, I mean, I do that all the time with my family. I Like I said at the beginning, like, I I have the standard. And when reality, God has a standard of grace. And that's why I want to walk in. You know, mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over. Okay, I was singing really poorly because I knew the microphone was far away. Of course, she passes it over to me. (laughs) Anyways, yes, I totally get that. I, yes, becoming like a Pharisee, thinking you're all that in a bag of chips. And then thinking you're all great and it came from you and then looking at other people and saying, why aren't you living up to my greatness? When in reality, you're just a piece of dung on the side of the road. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, we're getting into weeds over here. This typically happens to around the 25 minute mark. Um, (laughs) Okay. But now also, but also I just want to go back quickly to the beginning of the Galatians which says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. There's truth to that. There's truth to... I mean, honestly, there's a difference between just, like, gently correcting a friend or gently leading them down the path or gently calling them out versus trying to fix their problems. Yes, And I think that this is hard. This is a fine line because 
you want to do it gently and then lay it at the Lord's feet. But you also don't want to do it at all because you don't want to offend someone. You don't want to hurt them. You don't want, but you also want to follow God's way. It's hard because we live in a culture that esteems comfort and don't hurt anyone. Let them do what they want. If they're feeling freedom from it, let them do it. Like, don't, don't hurt them. Don't. And it's, it's like, okay, no, let, let's get that out of our heads We're going to tell the truth to our friends because that's what a loving friend does. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do it until we notice that person is not listening or doesn't want to hear it. And that is how you love someone is, is by telling them the truth and by telling them what the right way to be walking is in. And that's how you love someone. That is our job to love somebody. It is not our job to try to fix them. And so we can do the best we can by a praying for them, B speaking truth into their lives and C leaving it at that. That is our job. Our job is not to fix them. So if you do a B C, I think you'll be, you'll be flying on wings like eagles. Okay. And you know what? I have to say that the friendships that I've had in my life that have lasted the longest, people, those friends called me out. And it hurt in the moment and it stung in the moment. But really, I did see it later as an act of love. That those fr- those are the friends that actually loved me. That they wanted me to continue walking on 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 the path of righteousness with the Lord. And ultimately... My relationship with the Lord grew stronger because of that. And I have situations with my with some friends that I've had in the past where I've tried to speak truth to them and they didn't want to hear it and they just made friends with people that wouldn't speak truth into them and other people that were comfortable with living in sin and other people that were comfortable with having a stagnant, mediocre relationship with the Lord. And I just have to say that I'm so grateful that my life has has continued moving forward on a path in relationship with God because there's a lot of days where I want to have settle for mediocre Christian relationship with God. I there's a lot of days when I want to settle for the comforts of my sin and fleshly desires, but the real love and the real like true friendship of friends is the people that will gently come to you and and lead you down the path of righteousness and gently correct you and not try to fix you they aren't trying to fix you they're just trying to point you to jesus and so that's where we want to leave you guys today um i think there is a difference between trying to fix somebody and trying to love somebody and it could look similar because both can seem controlling to the other party but the one side of love is gentle correction and just being there for them and loving them for who they are in the moment. So do you have any final closeout words? Do you want to say goodbye? I hope this helped you guys. And Oops. Running <laughs> <laughs> uh, to my end. Goodbye. <laughs> tell me why. Tell me why the last two scenes of you talking were piece of dung on the side of the road. And now I just come over to you and you're like, but, Bye-bye. <laughs> well, okay, last words from me. I hope this gave you a good laugh and encouraged you. Yes. 
thank you for listening, and we'll see you in our second episode of this mini-series next week. Not my job. Oh, yeah, the mini-series. That is not my job.